Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. What is it that takes you to your calm place? Do you even have one? When the proverbial hits the fan or you've just had a stressful day, how do you find your way back to feeling okay again? Beth Borofsky helps children and teachers find their calm place with the Karma class, and she's all about helping to reduce anxiety in our kids. Hi, Beth. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me. What made you start the Karma class? Well, the Karma class has been an organic growth uh, since 2005. It initially started as Karma Kids Yoga where I was just on my own bringing yoga into preschools. And that's continued to grow. I now have a team of teachers that do that for me. And last year we rebranded into the Karma class. And now the Karma class has three main arms to it. So one is the Karma Kids Yoga, which still continues to go into preschools, but also to primary schools and after-school centers and bringing um, amazing classes which basically share kids' yoga and breath and mindfulness. And then I have a – the second arm is the karma class or karma classrooms. And that is a NESA and Australian standards government-approved workshop, professional development workshop for teachers, early childhood and primary – And basically, in a nutshell, it's how uh, teachers can take care of themselves, so their own health and well-being. It's one of the parts of the training. And then also how to very easily and simply weave yoga and breath and mindfulness into the classroom every day for just minutes at a time. Mm. And the third arm? And the third arm we've called Karma Culture. And that's when I work with entire schools. I've worked with the staff of entire schools. And it's, it's an ongoing mentoring program for the staff to keep it going collectively as a school and really to start to change the culture of the school to one that's more calmer and bringing health and, well, health and wellness into uh, the agenda really uh, alongside academics. I should pause and, and explain that when we say karma, it's spelled K-A-R-M-A. Even though we are talking about being calm, it's a very clever play on words. Now, how do teachers and the well I guess I'm thinking about the outside community because schools aren't quite what they used to be there is a lot of involvement from parents a lot of say in what happens in a school and some people may hear the word yoga and think that it's some kind of kooky religion more people know about yoga now so I'm not sure if that would even happen I mean has that come up when you've approached schools and talked about you know bringing this into the curriculum and and bringing it into part of the school? It hasn't actually come up very often for me, but I do, I am mindful of it. And when I run the workshops, I talk to the teachers about calling it either secular yoga or calling it mindful movement, because nothing that we're doing involves any of the spirituality of yoga. Yoga is a science, it's not a religion. And there are thousands of studies attesting to the value of the tenets of yoga, which is essentially movement and breathing and mindfulness. 
So those are sciences. Those are not the kooky, hippie stuff. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that if schools are keen and they want to just stay away maybe from the yoga, just in case, call it mindful movement. And can you give us some uh, examples of exercises you might practice in class? So in the training, I talk about bringing in peace pauses. And the peace pauses are basically a combination of some yoga movements or mindful movements with a mindful breath. So for instance, belly breathing, which brings an instant calm. And essentially, it's taking some very deep mindful breaths into the belly and almost imagining you're blowing up a balloon as you inhale. So you feel your belly distend out and then you exhale and you draw the belly in. And the beauty about introducing kids to the magic of their breath is that they can access it at any time. And so can the teachers. So when things are starting to flare up and, you know, you're ready to throw a chair across the room or a teacher's <laughs> ready to run home, you know, sobbing because they've had such a hard day, mindful breathing is incredibly powerful and it's, it's in us. It's, no one needs to know you're doing it. Why did you start with young children with something like this? Because you mentioned you started the karma yoga in preschools and now you've moved into primary schools. Why start with the littlies on this one? I mean, I guess for me, I have I've, I completed a master's program at NYU in New York uh, another lifetime ago. And so my background, my educational background is in early childhood education. And I'm also a Montessori preschool teacher. So it just felt very much in my comfort zone and in my knowledge base to start with young the younger kids. But as I've gotten more and more into my own yoga and my teaching profession as a yoga professional as well as the education it's just been an organic evolution um i also feel though with anxiety growing and it, i don't know if you know but the um, new south wales principals association brought out the results of a survey that they submitted to 7,000 schools, primary schools, and 700 responded. And the primary results was around this growing anxiety amongst students and how both parents and teachers are ill-equipped to deal with it. And we're not talking about anxiety in terms of a disorder. We're talking about anxiety-related behaviors. So for me, it's about getting in as young as possible and starting to give kids these resilience tools you know, this toolbox of being able to dip into and draw on their breath, draw on mindfulness experiences and draw on movement. The movement is really important. Like there's a lot of chatter and there's been a lot in the mindfulness space. But when you've got kids who've been sitting at their desk, hunched over their desks and, you know, that has a number of implications. One, they start to become fidgety and just potentially disruptive. Two, they're not able to breathe deeply because they're sitting hunched over. So get them up. I call them you know, the peace pauses, but within the peace pauses, we, I, I say to them, here, do this dust buster. Literally, get up, shake off the dust, do a couple of movements, stretch your chest open, do a couple of invigorating breaths, not necessarily calming breaths, but invigorating breaths. And then you've reoxygenated the brain, so the brain can go back to concentrating. You've moved the body. So you've gotten that kind of jitter stuff out. And you're ready to carry on focused and, and attentive and, and willing to learn. And how have the kids responded to those exercises? 
They love it. They really, they, they love it. They, 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 I get amazing feedback from the kids. I'm getting incredible feedback from the, the, the students, uh, from the teachers. It feels to me like in 10 years' time this will be the norm. Well, he's really, hoping. That sounds absolutely amazing. Absolutely, he is hoping. Except I mean, when you were vision. saying that, I was like, I think we need karma office. Mm. Well, you know, the thing is, it is. It's transcribable into every facet mm. of life and every facet of working life because we're becoming more and more stressed. Yes, and more and more sedentary. Mm-hmm. So those simple movements. The thing I love about yoga, and anyone who knows me knows that I love my yoga, the thing about yoga for me, what keeps me going back to it, is that it feels so good. Mm. And you forget how good it is mm-hmm. to stretch. And if we're getting our kids into school and sitting down and, you know, even in daycare settings, it's different because they run around a lot more. But once they're in primary school, they're expected to sit and pay attention. Mm-hmm. However, when you say with the daycare, one, one thing I'm really worried about is the growing problem of being hunched over. So whether that's over a desk or over a laptop or over a phone, I walk around shopping centers and I see one-year-olds hold, holding phones. So the implications for posture and postural problems is enormous. The implications for digestive issues is enormous because if you do not sit up tall, your digestion doesn't work properly and you cannot access deeper breaths. They're all hanging out in your chest. If you cannot breathe more deeply, you cannot turn on the parasympathetic arm of your nervous system and that's what's going to help you to calm down. So for me, getting the younger kids to start as early as possible to understand why they should sit up tall, you know, own the space that they take up, like feel empowered, and then to have that grow so that when we get to high school, these kids already have the tools. We're not, you know, we can look at horrific statistics these days of youth suicide between 17 and 24. We've got to bring that down. And I just feel like the earlier we can start in schools and the more schools embrace this, the, the better off we'll be. It's yeah. just, you know, brain training. And how about the teachers? What kind of feedback have you had from them? Amazing feedback from them. I think one for them just knowing that they can access, that these tools really are not about for kids or for adults. It's for everyone. If you're human, it's for everyone. I get feedback from teachers after just days of them doing the workshop, emailing me and going, oh, my God, I read out this visualization today and the kids were dead quiet. It's the first time, you know, Robbie hasn't jumped up and down and just really great, great feedback. And you um, touched on before your goal for Karma Class. Could you tell us again what Mm. it is? So my vision is that I get to train every teacher in Australia. It's just like this, this needs to become something that every teacher does in their classroom. It's easy and simple. It's minutes. That's all. And in those minutes, you will save many minutes of time that you're wasting now on challenging behaviors or the rise of anxiety. Yeah, I just I just kind of feel like it's it's important work. We have to we have to start to bring it in. That's Beth Borowski, founder of the Karma Class. And for more information about the work that Beth does, check out the links in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, 
email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.